0: See, I always have somebody on here at some point that like says something. I don't even know how
1: to follow up. With it. I just be like, damn, okay, you got it. So we can do the art of dating because I feel like most people need to hear this.
0: What's poppin' sweets, your favorite baker and host is back with a brand new episode of Cookies in Conversation.
1: Today, I have the lovely Zana Allen. How are we feeling today? I'm good, and I just realized I've never told you my name. So it's Zana. Oh, it's Zayna! It's been so many years; we've never had a conversation. This is interesting, girl. I can run that back. You don't have to. It's okay. That's how you build relationships,
0: guys. Oh my! I don't know why I thought it was Zana this whole time. Because
1: you've never heard my voice.
0: You know, with the exception of like you know, like social media and stuff like that, like on videos yeah. and stuff. But you're right. I don't. Know, I don't know why I just thought it was that. So I apologize because, like, ah. <laughs> I hate Yay. pronouncing um people's names incorrectly, so I apologize for that. No,
1: it's so okay. That's how we get to know each other. <laughs> You're right.
0: How are you though?
1: I'm grateful. Yep. I'm very, very grateful.
0: Come on. What are we
1: grateful for today? Grateful for knowing my worth finally when it comes to like my business, my personality, my image, my life, and not feeling that guilt that I used to always feel for just loving myself so much. Sorry, yeah. Ooh. Come on. You're starting <laughs> out strong. No, it's been a week. It's been definitely a week. I've been working, like, for months to get over this money guilt because I feel like as a person likes to battle with, like, wanting more and feeling guilty for it, and now yes. it's just, like, this week just feels like it's all here. I got a job offer yesterday that I've been, like, praying for. I'm so happy so. for you. Thank you. Oh, my
0: God. I, I, you know, and you're right. It's been a very heavy week. I don't know what the energy was, but it was just so heavy like and I'm gonna keep it a stack like yesterday I got in the house from my like, dropping off Tyler with her dad and my I just I don't know what it was like I was so stressed and I couldn't even put words to it I was just kind of like Ooh, I need a breather like <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: ah but no I'm I'm so happy for you I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place when it comes to that journey. I experience money guilt, like crazy. By way of my Reiki healer, she's like, Alicia, you have to see money as a positive energy exchange. And I was like, Oh, I like that. Cause normally like I spend some money and I'll be like, I don't deserve this. And I will return something with the quickness or I'll find a way or find a reason to not spend money on myself. But then other days, I'm just kind of like, Alicia, you need to get back to
1: you and treat yourself and do what you got to do to get by because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's it's delusional for us to not think that we need money as people because, like, if you ever think about the lifestyle you want to live and how you dream of it to be, all that stuff costs money. And I think once, once you get into business and the deeper you get into business, the more you realize the politics behind everything You understand that, like, whoa, life is really intentional. Like, it requires a dollar behind it, and I, I could go get it and give it to what I really want. Wow, that just that
0: come on you are only <laughs> in. It was only how many minutes in oh i mean this look we didn't even get to your introduction fully so <laughs> me, how, you out here dropping gems already oh my god like i knew and here's the thing like i knew you were gonna give me some gems like right off the bat but i wasn't expecting it to be so soon <laughs> <laughs> but in any event
1: who are you and what are we sipping on if you are sipping on anything today I'm sipping on Boujolais Villages. It's like a French wine that my neighbor gifted me because she loves me. Yes. And I'm Zaina Island. I guess the professional word will be an entrepreneur. I'm more of an artist, but I have my own botanica business online, which is now sold in two stores, called Diaspora Botanica. Um, I'm a six-year tarot card reader, four-year practicing herbalist, soon to become a clinical herbalist. I do photography, but that's hobby, Mm-hmm. I be, I paint that's a hobby and I'm just a big I won't say like a lifestyle advocate like that's pretty much it for now yeah yes, yeah. that is
0: the best way to describe you because like we've been we've been keeping up with each other for so long I love seeing your journey you know what I mean like it was really important for me to have you on here because I feel like you always have something impactful to say like, literally every day. Like, I look forward to your posts. So, I'm like, I'd be like, yes. Like, I was looking at the capsules that you posted, and I was like, I knew she was going to come up with something soon. I'd love to see you grow. Um, watching your self-love journey has been so um, admirable, and you just really out here getting it. You know, I'm so proud of you. Legit,
1: same. Like, I've been watching you since you've been working at like your different little pastry shops, and even before then, when you were just still young in high school, it's yes. crazy because I was going through my old. So, I guess on Twitter, you could download your archive, and it sends you all your photos you've ever had yeah. posted in life. And I guess you know, you comment on somebody's photo. I comment on an old photo, you actually sent it to you, actually. And it's like, you, this? when you were like really, really young. And like you will be so amazed at yourself how much you've grown up. Your hair is different. I remember you was like going through beauty school. Oh my like, goodness. A girl, yes. I've been keeping up with you.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Like, and you know what's crazy? I have the hardest time looking back at my journey. Like <laughs> Same. you know what I mean? Like, I I it's like I've had so many ups and downs that it's kind of hard for me to process what I've been through and I think because I'm so like unnecessarily hard on myself it's kind of like Alicia you need to give yourself a break <laughs> and just look at how far you've come i still have a hard time bringing myself to that and i think it's because sometimes i compare myself to where i was like x amount of time ago or this time last year or things of that nature and I'm learning that over time like I should have known this and I I think I've already known this I would say but that's not the best way to live because it's kind of like you gotta be in the present
1: yeah it's like you're never enough for your own self when everybody else already loves you and that's a dangerous feeling because I know that feeling but gratitude helps me with that I've been learning how to just give thanks to the little things like you have your own like whole bacon cookie business after just I remember you used to be so frustrated going to work every day and mm-hmm. you just knew you could run a business because you was running somebody else's real well and it's just Woo! I don't think you just have to accept that you're human too and I think people love you so much because you are human and you're very vulnerable about it but you don't have to over condemn yourself you, you could just allow yourself to have your highs and lows like the rest of the world like it's okay I, mean, I can't even say anything to that like you just dragged i'm like well you're not wrong because <laughs> I, I suffered in silence for years like i used to be so afraid of my own voice because when i speak people feel so profoundly so like, exam stop speaking so much you make people feel and you make them see so i'll hide or i'll vet to social media because like my real life around me was very miserable i'm in college it's hard but i find peace like with my style and moving back home, my mom, and then I went through this whole journey in the past three years, like with Baltimore, and like, finding my independence, and my dating life, it's just, but I don't share that stuff on social media, I'll share the gems, but it's the fact that you're even sharing the gems, it's the fact that you're even willing to just suffer openly with the world, because most people don't have the courage to, and you do, but I just feel like you don't have to feel like you're so alone in that feeling, because when you feel like that, for myself, it just you feel like you had to overperform, one. like you can never come to the stage tired when you feel like that, or you you can't even walk away from the stage when yeah. you're tired. Whew, you, what am I supposed to say to that? Because you haven't missed. <laughs> because I feel like there's so <laughs> many similarities in our hearts and how yes. we approach social media. Because at some point, that was how we built our confidence as people when we were younger. That's how we connected with people. Because our, our realities probably didn't serve it, but. I guess I'm just here to say it's okay to free yourself. I guess life has me being used as a mirror right now. because Maybe it's me talking to myself, but in this new phase, you don't owe the internet shit. Exactly. No, I agree with you.
0: And I think, you know, I look at my, my past relationships and they have, I think, well, let's start off with the fact that I dated a lot of narcissists back to back and I, did not realize that they were narcissists until I was, like, deep in the relationships. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think what they were intimidated by when it came to me is the fact that, like you said, like, I'm very, um, that I'm human. But the difference between me and them is that I'm okay with being vulnerable. Because, like, for me, I see my vulnerability as my superpower. I see it as, you know, like, it's okay to not be superwoman for a day or for a minute. You know, like, I do... I have a hard time giving myself grace and I definitely have my ups and my downs. Being again with so many narcissists it really showed me how I really had to learn to be gentle with myself because being with them I felt like I couldn't be. I felt like I couldn't naturally be my soft self. You know, I came into the world like a boss ass bitch, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, very tough, like very strong. My mom definitely really taught me that it's okay to be soft, you know, like hold your own but don't be afraid to be gentle. And my dad, was very much like you gotta like you gotta hold your own in this world like Mm -hmm. very like tough like manly man and you know I feel like I'm grateful to have that balance but you can't be with anybody that makes you feel like you can't afford to be soft and I like to show people my most authentic self and they always felt like I was vulnerable on my platforms because I wanted attention or something like that Mm -hmm. and I don't ever seek attention You know, I just kind of, like, live my life. And I'm like, okay, well, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, this is me. And I like to show people, too, as well, you know, like, the same things I just said. Like, it's okay to be, you know, vulnerable. It's okay to be human. I don't like to look at social media as my diary like I did maybe when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But now it's more like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. You can take me for who I am or not. And I do it for me, Mm -hmm. ultimately. Like, because I, at the end of the day, I'm like, I, look, I, I like to keep up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I like to see everybody prospering and doing their thing. But, like,
1: you know, I share myself the way that I do because, like, it makes me feel good. I I definitely understand that. I I had to learn with vulnerability that there's limits to it in the relationship. And I used to be very close off emotionally and very hyper career oriented because I love work. I've been working since I was 14. I could work a company and make it excel. And. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know was that I didn't know how to give relationships opposite energy. Like, relationships don't require the same thing a business or a task require. And I could never understand what it did require. So I also ruined a lot of relationships as much as my partners did. But I also learned through all that trial and error that, like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't their duty to be my emotional pillow pet because I was very self-aware. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't self-evolved. So I would be so offended when I would open up to my partners about my my darkness and my light. And they're overwhelmed. And I couldn't understand how I kept overwhelming my partners with so much drama because it was never my intention. But in social media and in the social world, I'm, like, very beloved and I'm very, like, praised. But I'm fucking horrible at relationships. And I could not understand why or conceptualize, like, what am I doing wrong or what are they doing wrong? And, And it was the moment when I realized it's not okay to give the best of me when it's far away, but when people are close to me, they get the worst of me. Like, how come I show my partner all sides of me, but I can't show the world all sides of me? How, yeah. how come I keep treating my partner like he's my best friend in the world when I need to have girlfriends or family I confide in? I can't. I, had, I learned you can't confide in men for everything. Yes, And you can't depend on a man for all your emotional needs. It's, it's very draining after a while. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to realize that I was a big problem in my relationships just as much as they were, because I kept seeing the same issue and I got tired. I wanted not the real man, but I knew I was going with right something now. wrong.
0: <laughs> Come on. Like, and I, I know that with me, like I have so much love to give. So it's like, I, I know that I'm meant to be with somebody. Like, I just know that, like, whatever that looks like, I know I'm meant to be with somebody. So mm-hmm. just because, like, that's just who I am. Like, my heart is so full of love and I love to give love to everybody. And I know I'm supposed to share that love with someone special, too. You know, I really had to, like, get real with myself. And it's like, look, you can't keep running away from the things that are meant for you. Yep. And if you're being shown and if you're being presented a love that is safe, it's
1: organic, it it nurtures you, like, in return, why, why run away from it? Mm-hmm. I think what I learned that most people have mastered in marriage is that if you don't want to serve the other person, you can't be in a relationship because relationships are only about service. They're only about helping the other person reach their fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And they do the same. And I think we've been taught that love is supposed to be this, this emotional rush of just romance and beauty, but it's like, it's really about accountability. It's really about nourishment about Mm -hmm. discipline about loyalty and these are things that we don't really master in our 20s a lot of times and i think if we stop pressuring ourselves and getting it right and just learn the art of dating which most people don't even know the art of dating for one bit because people are too prideful to look stupid yeah Mm -hmm. we could just relax and enjoy learning each other especially women that date men because the opposite sex is so different it's a different language. And we just be yeah. forcing it. We be trying to go from the, the, the first date to a marriage. It's like relax. We don't even know his like shoe size, his mother's name. You don't know nothing about this man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that ooh, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people think yeah. or especially women, women begin to like self-sabotage and battle with self-esteem. If a guy doesn't work out with them after a couple of dates, after they've been out for a couple of months. And I think women just have to become okay with your learning somebody as a person in your life. Like you yeah. don't have to be the one, like this concept of the one is very obsessive for us. And we spend our whole life chasing it. And we have to learn how to build a life because you meet a man tomorrow and you want to invite him into your life. And there's just chaos everywhere. It's like, right skeletons you haven't dealt with there's family issues and this person has to carry all of his luggage plus theirs and we don't know how Mm -hmm. to pace ourselves like go on a couple dates learn how to deal with rejection because you're not always gonna get a yes as a woman and a lot of my clients i've had because a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs audrey but i had to tell them so many times like your biggest problem is you think you're the prize like you have princess syndrome and that's cute when you want a sugar daddy or you want a rich guy that want to take care of you and you can't say so, but a real man that wants marriage and relationship, he requires things too. He has needs too. And I think women don't know their role in men's lives, but want so much. And they're not dating men realistically. Like, most men aren't put together. You're not going to meet a six-figure black man at 26 every day. So you you might have to discuss splitting bills for the next few months until one y'all get a promotion, but I think social media, or at least Twitter, for the past few weeks I've been noticing, I've been on there. Like, women have very unrealistic expectations out of dating. Very.
0: All the relationships I've been in, I've gone in very open-minded. And like you said, like, I think that a lot of the time women have this idea of, like you said, like, he has to be the one. Like, I'm grateful for the fact that I haven't been like that, <laughs> but I mean, like, there was one guy, I feel like I was kind of, like, pressured to feel that way, because that's how he treated me, so I was like, okay, you know what, maybe you're right. It turned out to be, like, love bombing mm-hmm. of sort, and then that turned into gaslighting, and it was just, like, a hot mess, and then I realized that, like you said, it's crazy. He had skeletons that he didn't even deal with. He had so much inner work and so much, um piece that was missing mm. that and he kind of like projected it onto me. I had gone through a lot of shit with Tyler's dad and I was like, okay, like I'm here for you. I got you. I will ride for you. You're not perfect. But <laughs> you have to hold yourself accountable. Like, there were times where like I would hold him accountable and he would of course in turn like gaslight me, project and um and a lot of the time would just leave me hanging. Mm. And it sucks, like, you know, because it's like here, here you have somebody that's like all for you, but, and you also know that this person will up and leave you. <laughs> and at the same time, it's just kind of like, bro, like, you got to take it easy. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't be intense. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an intense person and I know I am. Like, I know I am. I'm intense and complex. <laughs> but, like, it's more like he wanted to force such a narrative, like the picture perfect narrative, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was never that. Like, it literally never was that. So, and then by the time I got, like, really deep into it, I was afraid of what would happen to me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew I had to go. I'm like, I cannot, (laughs) like, you got to deal with your demons Mm -hmm. before you even think about approaching anybody new. You know what I'm saying? And people don't. Yeah.
1: A lot of people haven't grown up yet, but we thinking about relationships and marriage. It's, It's very selfish because if you don't know how to see your partner in a relationship, you're in a relationship for yourself. Just be alone. Because if he can't Oof. see that you don't want this level of intensity in a relationship at the beginning and he's still pushing, he don't see you as you. He see what he wants from yeah. you. Oof. Come on. And that's, we like Oof. control as people. We don't like love. The thing about love is love will change your life. Like, love beyond a person. Like, to be in love with life is to always choose your peace or a pursuit of things that bring you profound peace, no matter how scary it is. Yes. And people think dating a person will do that. It doesn't do that. They can be an extension of that process, but a lot of people are always looking for another hiding place in their life. So they see a person living their best life, and they are living freely, and they see you, and they desire you, and they think you're beautiful, they want to grab you and hide you, and make you theirs, and try to make sure you don't change, because if you change, they don't know what's going to happen. It's like People love control. They don't love relationships, for real. And I think that's what
0: ended up being, like, my issue with the last couple of relationships I was in. It was, like, a lot of control. And, like, I I like control, too. But I would never want to control my partner. You know what I mean? Like, the way I see it, it's kind of like, it's a partnership. We're equals. Like, there are certain roles that each of us play. Like, we're not married. It's not marriage roles. But as partners, like, I expect... Like I was saying before, like, I expect you to nurture me the same way I'm going to nurture you while we also nurture ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's essential because then it can just really blossom and become something good. Mm -hmm. I think that um, ego definitely gets in the way of a lot of people, too. I think that ties back into control. It's scary. Mm Like, how ego can consume somebody and then how ego well, it's kind of, well, the way I see it, it's kind of like, well, was it ever really love? Mm-hmm.
1: If if your ego speaks louder
0: than the love that you oh, it
1: It is love, but the wall is the ego. It's like, ego will always be in every relationship. It pops up in arguments, but it's the inability to let it go. It's the price you take. Right. like, is this really worth the cost of the relationship? And for some people, mm-hmm. it is because it was an ego based relationship the whole time, but there's going to always be ego in life and we got to constantly yeah. walk around it. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. going to protect you, but I think we so selfish as people. We can't really. I believe you can't be in love without, well, be in a relationship that's healthy without having healthy friendships, healthy family relationships, and having a healthy relationship with yourself. I feel like, from my personal yeah. experience, I've ruined a lot of relationships and got broken up with a lot of times because my inability to be of service to my family and like not fixing those childhood relationships with my friends and my own and it's like uh, insecurities. I always projected them on my partner. And like, it's like small things you do as a person, like expecting them to always call you at the same time as you used to in the beginning, like what happened to the good morning text. And uh, sometimes things don't go as plan and plan changes, but I'm having a whole meltdown because you couldn't stick to the plan because I'm a plan oriented person. But deep down, I just want control. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not the end of the world if the relationship isn't flowing to your command. And I think it was once I learned how to accept my mom as she was and my family as they were and, like, let them flow as they feel without feeling like I have to fix everything, I learned I was doing relationships wrong the entire time. Like, my partner now is the healthiest relationship I've ever had. And it's because I want no control over his baggage. And when he asks for help, I help him. I help him unpack and fold and wash and put them bags right away. <laughs> I know that's right. Come on, but there's days where he yes. do not want that help. And I can't do nothing about it. I have to let them sit there and like reflect. But it's a matter of you let freedom be the most important part in your life. Even for yourself. Because you need space too. Even, you don't want to admit mm-hmm. it because we are controlling sometimes. We like to have everything perfect. It's like everything already is perfect. Just relax because your body feels the need to relax.
0: I, I don't know what to say to that. Because you, you said everything. <laughs> which is great. You know? <laughs> I just, all I can say is that I agree. I'm right there Mentorship.
1: With i've had a lot of mentorship this past few months when i first started dating my partner he has a baby mother and yeah. have one child mm-hmm. they lived together when i met him and i probably shouldn't get this personal but long story short they was housemates taking care care to daughter but my only and i think a lot of women should practice this i have boundaries and guidelines as a woman like as a lot of things i don't yes. tolerate as a lot of things i will tolerate he wanted to pursue a relationship we have very similar needs and wants he wanted to Eventually get married, he wanted more children. He asked how many I wanted. And once he was clear on what I wanted as a woman, and he was ready to pursue a relationship, he was like, can we pursue something? And I'm just like, yeah, we can. But once you exit this family situation with your child's mom, you can't be under the same roof trying to pursue another woman. And I'm thinking it's going actually, to be the end of the relationship. I'm thinking it's like, you know, because we just talking. And he actually leaves. And... And this is after a few weeks of knowing each other. And I'm just like, wow, all my life, I wanted sacrifice. That's all I ever wanted from a man was sacrifice. And I learned through this relationship it's like, oh, when somebody's serious about you, they feel like you're the right one for them. They'll jump any hurdle on this planet for you. And out of respect, you'll do the same because there's a we here. And when he speak, everything is we. Everything is our problem. And sometimes I have to check him because some things isn't our problem. Some things are your individual family. You create a before me problem. And let me tell you, those were table talks come in handy because I probably wouldn't have did it without Jada explaining it first. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I'm always like, you got to be the perfect man in the perfect situation. But me finally meeting a trying man or a man of action, like a man that wakes up every day. He don't need to be coddled. He don't need to be told what to do. He listens to me when I speak and when I give him advice, when I curse him out, and then eventually apologize because he humbles me. I didn't know men yeah. could bite back because I'm always dating guys that sweethearts. So when I bark at him, he growls, growls. I'm like, I'm going to chill out there. But <laughs> it's like, you got it. I see you. Heard you. Women have to be okay in their season of not having it. I think women's emotions get very skewed that when they do hear women that have it, they don't listen to how they got it or the sufferance they had to go through. And a lot of women don't know the role a woman plays in a man's life. Like I go to this dinner every Wednesday called the Sisters Dinner with um, this organization called 10 Day of Family in Baltimore. And we discuss womanhood in collaboration. We got different views about how women should dress and how women should just communicate. But we all have this one underlying code that a woman is the nurturer she's the like the maintainer of peace and order she's the maintainer of beauty for herself then her man then her family then her community if a woman isn't feeling beautiful and gracious she's not going to trust the man i think a lot of women don't have this real um gentleness with themselves that they don't see their own beauty they struggle in relationships with men they struggle understanding their role like the woman's main priority in a relationship with a man is to make him be as spiritually aligned with his ha- highest potential as possible. Come and on. they're aware of it. So when they're in their element, the role of them is to be a provider protector and they give their love by showing, um, showing up acts of service and providing tools for the woman to create more peace. But a lot of women don't like that. They have to be submissive. I, I love being submissive to the man that deserves it. So. <laughs> and, and that's the only <laughs> man that will get it out of you innately. And they're not intimidated by you. They're afraid of you naturally because you can see more than they can see in themselves. But a lot of women don't want to learn the road and struggle so hard. Like, learn learn when to yeah. speak. You know what a lot of women struggle with also? I've noticed a lot of women, when it comes to conflict in relationships, don't know when to drop it. Like, if you have a concern on your heart, drag me. <laughs> if you've got a concern on your heart, most women wait too long to bring it up. Most women try to suppress it in a moment bring it up days later, weeks later. Stop doing it. If something's on your heart in the moment, in that conversation that bothers you, the greatest thing that you could ever do in that moment is express what bothers you in that conversation and have a conversation about it. If y'all having tough times yeah. and, you wanna, and you are in an argument, state your peace and shut up. And every man don't think and say it's this woman. Sometimes they take a while to process. Say what you say. Give it time. He will come back. But the more you push, 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 you push him away because there's no peace in your urgency. There's no peace in your need to calm your own anxiety down. Your beauty is in your patience. It's in your grace. Mm -hmm. But I've learned a lot of women don't A, have sisterhood, so they have nobody to vent to, so they treat their boyfriend like their homegirl and just need to relax.
0: In my past relationships, I they never gave me a safe space mm-hmm. to land. So, like, the thing is, they would want to hear what was going on with me, and I'd be like, I, I mean, I guess. And naturally, I'm a venter too, but I also know that there's some things that my man would want to hear, and there's don't want to hear, hear. you know, right? So, the thing is, like, but the weird thing is that the things that I didn't want to open up to out of respect for them, they'd like pester me about it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> You ask for it, then all of a sudden it mm-hmm. becomes a problem. It's like, look, <laughs> you asked for it. You wanted to know what was going on. Now you know. And now you're telling me, well, it's either my problem and,
1: oh, well, good
0: luck with that. Or they would just kind of like throw it back in my face mm-hmm. and like
1: just it will turn into something negative. I think what I've learned in the past, what I've, I'm so emotional as a person that I just want to be heard. I want to yes. be felt. But my partner, he always asked yes. ask in the beginning. He don't do it no more. So I think I'm getting good at it. He was like, "What, what, <laughs> what do you need? And what do you want me to do?" Like I would just vent and vent. time how I feel, how I'm like something. Like I was like, "I don't trust you. Going to your big mother house and like I just don't know." He like, "What do you need? Like do you need me to just leave?" Because I'll leave. For you, I would do this. I'm looking like, Mm -hmm. don't do that. But like in smaller cases. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I want that. I need that. And I used to feel so guilty for like expressing a need, but he made me become okay with expressing my feelings and an end goal of a service or an act that needs to be done to fix the problem. Like I've learned with men, like, I don't want to just hear you ramble your mouth. They want to actually do something yeah. about the problem so it don't come back up again.
0: I, I tell people don't bend for people that wouldn't even Hallelujah. break for you. And I always, and I was always with people that wouldn't mm-hmm. even bend for me. I, I keep saying this, but like, just makes you feel safe for me. Like I mm-hmm. have to feel safe. And I feel, and I feel like for so long I had been involved with and investing my time in people that never made me feel that. Like I always mm-hmm. had to have my guard up. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like that is non negotiable for me. Because a man's no. supposed to bring security. How you gonna feel secure when you yeah. at war with the motherfucker that's laying in bed with you? Like go away. Bru- come on. Because like, yes. what is the point? If because it's not, it's
0: not going to have an end until somebody decides to end it not only because they're tired of dealing with you, yeah. but because they arguments
1: peace. don't go away just because you know? finished arguing that night. Like, cohabitating is hard. It is not something yes. I recommend for people that just... You got to have good conflict mm-hmm. management skills and you got to respect boundaries and space, even when you share space. And you only know people yes. until you that live with so them. Important. How do you process the emotions? A lot of men... Yeah. That's how a lot of women get in abusive relationships. Easily because men show one face and then behind closed doors, there's somebody else.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think we he and I ended up moving in with each other. We were together for like a little over a year at that point, and this is when I'm transitioning into like working for Lolly and Pops, like, at like there's like another location, becoming like the general manager and stuff like that. Like, I I was traveling for a little bit for work, and then boom, I had to transition into that. And he like was like, "Hey, you know, I really think we're moving um into like this next phase of our lives together, and I really think we should move in together." And I'm like, "Oh my god, like my whole man, what a house!" And then like it was great. So like we were planning our lives, and I think like you said, it's kind of like I knew who I was dealing with because I'd spent so much time with him underneath the same roof Mm. before we moved in together. But it was more like it was more so along the lines of, um, I think I I knew his demons were like heavy and deep, Mm. but I didn't realize how deep they went. I think what like changed him was his father being murdered. And I think that stirred up a lot of the, um, unspoken trauma Mm. that he dealt with as a child and as a result like it was projected onto me so then like because you know like he wasn't really like talking to like his mom or his brothers or anybody like that a lot of people didn't know him the way that I did as far as like trauma that he was trying to work through and I was like there to help him you know like obviously I didn't take it on completely but like I was there to help him and support him as his partner and it got to a point where like I guess he Mm. felt like he was being coddled but then, as a result, it would turn into like gaslighting. But then, if I wasn't there for him, it would be a problem. So I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want from me at this point.
1: <laughs> it sound like he just wanted to bring you to it hell gets, after a while.
0: Yeah, and that I think that's, um, I think that's kind of like why I haven't, like, it's like the door is open to co-parenting because of our child, and I do it for the sake of her. But in mm. my mind, it's so closed. I think because, like, I. I'm all about healing. I'm all about growth. I'm all about awareness. I'm all for accountability. And I can't, I'm in a space in my life, like officially in a space in my life where it's like, if you are dead weight in any way, shape or form, whatever our connection Mm -hmm. is, I can't have you around. And I've been through so many unhealthy relationships and it really showed me what I have to work on within myself. And it's like, if you can't respect my my journey as far as like how I elevate, Mm -hmm. then you are not for me.
1: I agree 100%. And you don't even realize how much you hold people back by holding their weight. Like, I remember when I was younger, I used to hold all my friends' weight for them, like, emotionally. And, like, the moment I stopped, my friends flourished in ways that I couldn't even imagine. But they began to trust themselves as adults. But when I used to, like, coddle them and always be there, one, I was lacking in my own life, using my support for them as an excuse why I'm not prospering. But they took off in their careers they always dreamt of and no problem. They're like doing good now as adults. But we can't do that to people because we block right. people from reaching their fullest potential by trying to like provide a nest for them. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I have actually it's like I'm the same way but I think what <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. I've always been the friend that obviously like I I like to be a safe space for people. That's just how I am. I have such a nurturing, healing energy and I cannot help it. (laughs) It's like my greatest strength and my greatest weakness. I have had, I've had to let go of Mm -hmm. so many people so I can flourish. It's led me to put up some boundaries recently. It showed me during that time in my life, it really showed me who was there for Mm -hmm. me and who wasn't. It showed me who was paying attention for me and who wasn't. And the thing is like, I understand that like, you know, some people have their boundaries as far as like, you know, like that's a lot for me, but I'm here for you. But the issue was, it's like they mm-hmm. weren't there for me, but they were aware. So it was the, the the total opposite. And I think because like a lot of them too, like they went through all their ups and downs. And it's not like for me, it wasn't coming from a tip or tap or tip for tap place, but it was more like even when mm-hmm. I was dealing with that, I showed up for you, even if I didn't have to. Like you were aware of what I was dealing with, but you didn't show up for me. So it's like in my mind it's already closed. That boundary's already up. It's like, I have a hard time showing up for you now because you you weren't there for me. It's like, I can't emotionally and mentally invest in helping you the ways that I did before, even with my baggage that you were aware of. But it, you know what I'm saying? It's just a different level of growth. It's a different level of peace for me. It's like, I hmm. can't bring certain people with me.
1: I'm starting to realize you know? that um, everybody can't go with you to your higher places. And it's it's not realistic to Come want on. to bring them. But if you show them higher places yeah. and tell them the cost of how much it is um, going to get them in there, the right people will do whatever they got to do to elevate with you. Yes. But the fake ones or the ones that's just lazy, I only want to call people fake. They're just not confident in their own spirituality. They just get left behind most of the time.
0: I always tell, yes, I say that to people all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't take everybody with you. You know, like life moves on with or without you. You know the way I see it too it's kind of like the people that are are for me will never will never ask me to say you, gotta my know boundaries quickly you want to elevate
1: that's like you you trying to bring everybody along exactly can, a $300 flight that'll get you there in two hours and be like a $300 mega bus ride with all your friends on it will take you 13 hours because you want to bring everybody along and you pay for them
0: yes <laughs> it's Yes, it's like all right, cool. Like this is what I'm doing. You can meet me there mm-hmm. by you know being on your own journey, your
1: and your journey. your your good people want go to go with you. They want like, to those flights. People, They're gonna be out with you.
0: And that that's how I've been like with the people that I've had to recently like let go of or put like hella boundaries like in between me and them. It's like you know I'm here for you. I see you. I understand, but mm. I'm not there anymore. Like 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 I can give you like a little bit of tools here and there. But in order to to heal, like, I can't, like, for both of us, it's like, I can't Mm -hmm. be there. Like, it goes back to exactly what you said. Everybody cannot come with you. Sometimes it's like, when you know those people that you know aren't going to come with you, like, the more you invest time in those Mm -hmm. people, the more you hold yourself back. And you're doing a huge disservice to yourself. I like to surround myself with people that like to elevate with me. It's like, like I was saying before, we are all on our own journeys. We're all on our own path. We like to see each other elevate. And we go from there, you know what I mean? And it just makes it so healthy. Like, we have an understanding of each other without mm-hmm. question because
1: it's so apparent. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, I used to battle with people to always call me various things like, oh, you're a psychic or oh, you're a healer. And I think because people identify me with that stuff so heavily, I put myself in this box of I got to help people. I got to help people. And what I ultimately did was... yeah put this ego complex of oh my god if I don't do something the world's gonna fall apart. As if the world ain't already got itself figured out and all I gotta yeah. do is just enjoy my life and do what feels natural. And expect that people can do the same. Yeah. Like I think healing is so personal yet collective mm-hmm. at the same time. It's I don't think it's so esoteric as we think it is. I feel like it's being able to share your heart and your experiences and walk together with a person or anybody that you feel loved and inclined to. But it took me a long time to realize yes. that it's my duty in my early 20s to just mend my heart back together from all that hurt. But it's not my job to fix nobody mm-hmm. else's book. That's the that show yeah. the path that I walk. And if they want to go, they can go. If they don't want to go, they're going to find their own way. That's exactly where I am.
0: It's like, I see, I can see the cracks in my spirit. I can see the cracks in my heart that are very that are going to be repaired by way of my hands and by way mm-hmm. of my, you know, my emotions, my work, this journey I'm on, my self of journey and self appreciation journey has been the hardest journey of my life. One of the hardest jur- journeys, excuse me, one of, and I think what helps me, even though it's still very hard, I hold myself incredibly accountable for everything that I do. Like I could be, cussing somebody out in the middle of me cussing them out and I'll be like and I know I'm dead ass wrong but this is how I feel and I apologize because like I'm so aware of like okay Alicia this is not how you move this is not what you do you know this isn't the best way because the way I see it it's like it's a disservice to myself and I'm holding myself back I'm not Mm -hmm. elevating the way that I know that I need to because I have allowed myself to get out of character I've allowed my peace to be disturbed and it just all goes back to I think sometimes like because I beat myself up so much about those kinds of things, mm-hmm. it affects my self-love journey. So Alicia, like I, I can't it's not that I don't want to say I don't allow myself to fail, but sometimes like I like those those hard moments I have accepting like, okay, Alicia, you are your allow man, you yourself to It's okay to be angry. Feel like if you're you know, failing, okay that means mean you're
1: doing good. That means you're trying. And when I yeah. I joined this running group last summer, it's called Black Running Organization, and they basically um they do like a running group on Saturdays and I remember my first day running and it took me a long time to complete three miles. I'm the last person like the coach was with me. And like, as the weeks passed, I got a little faster, but I I remember my first day feeling so angry mm. because nobody waited for me. Like I was so angry because I couldn't keep up. Yeah. And then zoom forward a whole year later, I'm like one of the first people, that finish in my group. But I remember just realizing like, yo, can't nobody else run my race, but me can nobody else lose this weight, but me. Like if I'm left behind, I got to actually learn how to keep up. I got to talk myself instead of just being like, I'm a failure. It was like, I got to work out twice as hard to catch up with them. I had to learn how to run four days a week and not just on Saturday. What's to like? What right shoes, what right workout gig, get the arm band. Like, it's a muscle, but you can't just, I don't know, like failing so much teaches you how to get like in the groove of things, but we don't, we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Yes. That's why we don't like to fail because if we fail, and that, means we got to put our trust in somebody else's hands who might know more than us. Then we just got to be okay with that as people. It's okay yes. to lean on people. Yeah. That's where I fall short.
0: I have, um, I definitely have superwoman complex and I, have a hard time leaning on people but I'm also starting to understand or I'm starting to see who I can lean on and I am very appreciative of the fact that Mm -hmm. the group is not very big I feel like once you have too many people there I'm not going to say it's I'm not going to say like having too many is unnecessary but it's just you have to be very selective Mm -hmm. because energy is precious you know (laughs) um and I'm I'm definitely working on, like, I'm on that same journey as you. It's like, no one can, the, mm-hmm. I'm the only person that can do the work, you know? It all comes down to me. And I, I actually say this pretty often on here. It's like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it all comes down to you. It's always you. Like, you're the one, like, no matter who you're with, like, you it, it you can share the same space as somebody, and it still comes down to you. They're there for you, but it's down. Da- it's I all you. Was all of, of us,
1: like you individually, it's like it comes down to you because other people are counting on you. And when you realize yes. that other people are counting on you, but you can't count on other people, you're not really allowing yourself to flow right. A lot of your, and this is just something I've been realizing. A lot of our life problems, a lot of our anxieties, our depressions will naturally go away if we learn how to fix our problems collectively. Instead of internally by ourselves. And we feel like we can't. Mm. We can't do that as a people. We're so self-isolated. On a spectrum that's very suicidal. It's it's because. Yeah. We don't trust each other.
0: I I know I, I kind of battle with that. Like I have a hard time. Asking for things because. I. I've always been the person where it's mm-hmm. just kind of like. Well, fuck it I'm gonna do it myself. Because at one point you no had to. Then.
1: You probably like, let down so much. and is what times, it is. But- I think what my boyfriend told me one day, we Mm -hmm. got a very heated argument about weight, which he was very right about. He told me, Zayna, you're no longer that girl no more. So you need to let her go. Like, you need to learn how to look at who you are now and the woman you've become and, like, become okay with it. It's okay to let her go. And I started crying real bad. He felt bad for making me cry. But it was like, I could never let that part of myself that I hated go, even though I fought so hard to, like, get rid of her. And after that day, I was just good.
0: I was just talking about this last night, which is crazy. But when I don't have a lot of time to work out, it's, I get, I beat myself up about it. I have a hard time talking about this too. So this is like huge. But like, I have a hard time um, talking about just my appearance. I think because it's always been such a subject, good and bad throughout my entire life. I, I internalize a lot of stuff. I have a hard time accepting my body where mm-hmm. it is now, even with the work that I'm doing, you know, and like I was saying before, cause I made a huge little tangent, but it's like, I had, I had a lot of time, you know, to work out. And even with Tyler, you know, being here, like the, I take it back to the top of COVID. It's like, I, um, I was working out like two times a day and this is still, you know, like I said, taking care of Tyler, still working. I'm working out two times a day. And I could still get to everything under the sun. And then I talk about this all the time on here, but like after I went viral, my life changed completely. And then I was with somebody that really just brought a lot of trauma that I wasn't expecting to my life, especially after I already healed from a lot of trauma. And I got to a place of self-love, even though I was still really hard on myself, but my relationship with myself was a lot better. And then because I, um, I went through so much trauma My, my, my weight can fluctuate a lot when I'm stressed and like, I can eat super clean, but stress is like my biggest, it's like my number one enemy. So it impacts my weight a lot. And then on top of that, I didn't really have time to work out and things like that. No matter what I was doing, it was just like, my weight was fluctuating like crazy. You know, and like I said, like, being with him was so traumatic. He had a hard time with the fact that I, I wanted to work out. He didn't want me to look appealing to anybody else. So for me, I'm in a space now where it's like, I have a hard time letting go wow, who, of I who want, I was before the trauma. I want to touch the on trauma. Two parts of that.
1: But you know, I, I had an experience recently to, which sparked this whole conversation of why I was crying. It's because I literally yeah. talking to him about, like, if I gain weight, and he expressed, like, saying, if you gain weight, and you refuse to lose weight I won't be with you anymore and I was like what like that's real shallow how dare you oh all that and he said that's how I felt just now I'm like damn you don't want to be big so out of my love for you why would I allow you to let yourself go that far you've been losing weight before me I know how much it matters to you to get the body you want and I'm not about to watch another woman be depressed and out of shape And not do anything about it after i've motivated her too many times it's not like i don't date plus-size women it's just i'm tired of pushing somebody and losing myself in the process and i'm always going to work with you you have kids i know you're gonna bounce back i know Mm. you you work out without me saying it but i'm not going to be with you because that's who you are that's how you love yourself and i was just like i don't think i ever had a man hold me accountable to my physical appearance
0: right right the thing is like I I love to work out because one like it's my favorite thing to do it's like my it's like my number one hobby and it makes me feel good you know it also keeps my mental health in check so like when I wasn't working out like I was literally just working all around the clock both in mom mode and business mode and then on top of that I was not nurturing myself at all so it's not even like I was like stress it god that's a whole conversation but like it wasn't even like stress eating it was
1: more like you know what it is i was just stressed you said you know what i'm saying how when you get stressed you gain weight Mm -hmm. and it's because your your exercise is peace and your peace matters like some people gain emotional weight and your weight is emotional because you're giving the world so much. exactly those people do you if you gotta if you gotta if you have to reframe your whole business model to the point that you're only open four days out of seven days a week, if you gotta hire somebody to help you for like 15 dollars if you need somebody to help you type up a job description since I got you, but you need like to make it easier for yourself mm. just you don't have to but that's yeah. more property to lean on people and yeah, You don't like, have to become okay with that.
0: like I'm getting back to myself. It's like, okay, you know you're a mom before anything else. So if you can't get to yoga mm-hmm. today, if you can't get a walk-in today, it's okay. And like you were saying, like it's emotional. So for me, <laughs> like if yep. I'm not working out, I know I'm not my best self. So it's like, I li- I literally have to carve out time for myself. Mm-hmm. And even when I do, there are a lot of days where I just can't get to it. That's okay. And I have to understand the fact that that's okay. Because I'm saying this now and I'm gonna listen back mm-hmm. and I'll be like, damn, I really have to hold myself accountable now. <laughs> so
1: like- these these levels of accountability conversations or these tough disagreeable conversations that we don't like to have about relationships publicly because they're very building moments when it comes to your your esteem and your actual life path like
0: obviously like I'm I don't like to talk about it because it's very like I don't know it triggers me in a sense it just is what it is and I think that ties yep. back to what we were saying in the beginning just being human and just embracing your human i don't like to embrace my human in that regard. I just be like, I like to be off the grid and I don't like embrace to take just like that. Look but
1: like, it. I used to work uh, out in the mirror when I first started losing yeah. weight just because I got so tired of looking at it. I was like, I hate it. I don't want to see it. So I forced myself to look at myself when I worked out. But You got to get comfortable with acknowledging that it's there and it don't belong there.
0: Right. And, that, and that's why I am now. That's actually like a moment I have with myself today. Because, like, I can see the progress that I've made. And I'm very grateful for the fact that I've trained my body to get to a certain point where it's, like, okay, no matter mm-hmm. what I do, it's it's going to come off. <laughs> like, I'm grateful for that. And, like, I know a lot mm-hmm. of it is also, you know, it ties into the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, just positive words of affirmation. That is where I fall short. Because I would like to do, I like to do the hard work.
1: And it's and okay to make it easy for yourself. Work. Like, you know, <laughs> and- what's crazy? I've been... I've worked hard since I was 14 (laughs) in, like, different nonprofits and youth development jobs. And, like, I've overworked myself up until COVID. COVID was the first time where I had, like, six weeks off from my job. I worked at Starbucks, and they gave us, like, paid time off. And that was the first time in my life where I did nothing. And I was shocked at how much I never made things easy And after just years of my whole life, I just got a job, which is actually about, um, uh, it's a mental health job for, like, teens that battle with suicide. So it's, like, out-of-school program that teach them, like, positive ways to cope with, like, Mm -hmm. suicidal depression. But it's the first job I ever got that's the highest pay I ever made. I get a limited PTO, and I get 100% of my insurance cover, and I get to work from home. Now, every job I've ever had before then has, Uh like overworked me that I'm working like two different positions. Like I'm playing director, coordinator, and program like student activist role all at once and like getting paid nothing but like $20, $17 an hour and I can't see it. And if you live in D.C., you know $20 an hour, they're going to get you nowhere. So don't even think it's a lot of money. If you don't live in (laughs) D.C., enjoy that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But this last year, because I carry my weight emotionally too, I've learned make things easier for myself like you don't have to work that damn hard and if they got a problem they got a problem with it right and
0: that's what i'm getting back to now because that's how i used to be before i think what impacted that for me the most was my boundaries they weren't respected and i'm very open about you know my small business life experience because like some of my customers just like they see me as a machine and not a person. So that's also what made me become more open and vulnerable about my journey just not only as a mother, but as a person and, and a small business owner. I don't, I don't think people realize that
1: it's okay to have limited hours. It's okay to like give yourself days to process orders. Like for me, if I don't feel like doing it, but I do spiritual work, you just have to set the tone of what you want like your terms and conditions. Let it work for you you know <laughs> you you just loud today okay you came up on here you said
0: i'm going to tell you everything you need to hear this feel and like a phone call cannot, more than a podcast oh my god but no it is no that's a good thing though that's why i love cookies and conversation because every every episode is unique like i never really know how it's going to turn out but we didn't even get to any questions but the thing is glad we didn't because I think that this conversation was needed you know I think that you know I've I've always felt like you have so much to share and I always feel like you always (laughs) just say good shit period like it doesn't matter what it's about like I just kind of expect that from you and I appreciate Mm -hmm. the fact that you're just so like you're just so honest and you're open you do it you know you do it effortlessly and um, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm, you know, you're right. It was, it did feel more like a phone call. But like, that's why I always want people to understand. My like, cookies, a conversation is very much a safe mm-hmm. space. It's very like, like mm-hmm. we just don't talk, and we just let it go from there. I don't even know if you have anything else to say, but um, if you do,
1: go is check there anything out my you want to leave the listeners at listeners com, or go to my personal Instagram at epitome of woman and. I like making friends. So if you follow me, write me, talk to me.
0: And with that being said, thank you so much for this. Thank you for holding me accountable and shedding some light and making me want to go self-reflect. I'm going to make some tea and just sit and deal with myself and figure out, okay, Alicia, how you going to get your shit together? Anybody that listens to this, I appreciate you. And I hope that everyone that listens to this (laughs) tries to get their shit together too. Cause we all need to, okay? <laughs> the, the world is already tough enough as is. And I think that this is this is needed. Thank you for this having was me. this was it. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased. And with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to another amazing episode of Cookies and Conversation. And then until next Thursday, we are out. Now.